0: You're listening to The Worship Review, a podcast which evaluates contemporary Christian music for the good of the church, to the glory of God. This podcast is for the whole church, to encourage thoughtful engagement with the words, emotions, and
1: ideas in our music. We hope you enjoy this week's episode.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Worship Review, the podcast that charitably and critically evaluates the songs that we sing in churches. Although... This will be a special one today. Tyler and I will be looking at a song called Eye of the Tiger, but it is a modified version with uh, Christian lyrics, and it is by Nick and Haley Gaglione.
3: It's the eye of a tiger, it's the thrill of the fight, rising up to the challenge of our rival. With the heart of a lion and the armor of God, you will conquer The
2: tiger. And I should introduce myself. I'm Colin. I'm a history professor. And Tyler, you are what these days? Hi, I'm Tyler and I'm a linguist. This is a fascinating piece of music. Now, some would say, you know, should a podcast like ours, which evaluates Christian music, like, I don't know, we look at stuff by Hillsong and Bethel and Stuart Townend and Sovereign Grace and all, we look at all sorts of music. We look at old hymns. We look at new hymns. This video of this version of "Eye of the Tiger," I wouldn't quite say it's viral, but a lot of people have seen it. It's circled or it's circled around Christian Twitter. It is fascinating. It is an absolutely fascinating video of a mar- these 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 two people. They're a married couple, uh, Nick and Haley. Nick and Haley are um, they do a variety of things. So they're from Ohio and. Like, Haley, she sings... We don't know them personally. I'm just using their first name because it's easier than their the last... They both have the same last name. So, Haley is like a singer. She sings with her sister. She sings with her husband. She has written a book called The Bible in Rhyme. And then Nick, her husband, who raps on this version of Eye of the Tiger and also the... The night that the video was recorded, which the video of I of the Tiger, he he gave a kind of a sermon or, or a talk on the armor of God. Um, he describes himself as a motivational speaker, a certified fitness trader, and the founder of something called Lift with Christ, which is a, a fitness program, which was endorsed by Mike Huckabee. And uh, he's got a book called Lose the Weight and Keep the Faith, Um which is written by him and a best-selling author that I've never heard of named Steve Fiesel. So anyway, they, these, this couple does a lot of things. And uh, they, they spend an evening at some church, I don't know which church, and it was recorded. And at some point during the evening, they, they performed this version of Eye of the Tiger with, with altered lyrics. And so that's what we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, I think there's one important thing, Colin, and this might sound like I'm splitting hairs about words, but I think this is important um, that I think you didn't mention. And that is that they, he, Nick and Haley describe what they do as uh, two for Christ um, as a ministry. Yes, And so I think that's why on this podcast it is. Definitely fair game to look at this because it's not just some kind of thing that a couple of Christians put together. Yeah, but it's being done in a church as ministry, and so that seems like it's fair game.
2: This is one hundred percent. It's one hundred percent serious. It's uh, it is meant to be a ministry, and so uh, yeah, absolutely, Tyler. That's a crucial point.
0: And I looked at Nick's testimony, and it's actually really moving. So he talks about how he at one point in his life uh because of a condition was in a wheelchair for two plus years two and a half years yep and so uh fitness for him at that time was really an aspiration that seemed very 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 unlikely and uh related to that he struggled with drug addiction and so emerging from that he wanted to help people and so this this ministry his ministry in particular his um Work, uh, lift with Christ, stems from that.
1: I was in a wheelchair for two and a half years because I suffered from a condition called uh, bilateral subluxation in my knees. In a moment of my life where I felt like it was hopeless and it was impossible for me to get off of drugs, there's times I would just tremble and shake, and I wondered why God would put me through it. It's like God, why would I suffer from bilateral subluxation? Why am I in a wheelchair for two and a half years? I should be healthy. I should be running. I should be doing sports. But as time went on, um, I was praying to God, and I said, "God, I need you to deliver me from this. I need you to deliver me from my addiction." So as I was praying, I was a, there was a fire in my stomach when I was praying, and as I was praying, I eventually felt tingles and this warmth come upon me, and my body had this nice, soft shaking, and I could feel the Holy Spirit just coursing through my body. That very next day, I went to a detox center and I got off of drugs and after I left the detox center, I turned my addiction from drugs into fitness. I became closer with uh, Christ through this time because I know your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The goal with my ministry is to help other people, not just get in better shape, but to grow closer with God.
2: Tyler, do you have any just opening thoughts about the song?
0: Yeah, this song, uh, you mentioned that it's been going around christian twitter i think the other thing is that it's endured a lot of mockery from a lot of people oh yeah and um it seems like people don't like that it, it is essentially Survivor's song but with different lyrics and to the extent that it kind of sounds like you know weird owl parody or something like that where you keep really everything about a song but you change the lyrics around um and i i have to be honest i don't find that particularly compelling as a criticism of the song. No. And uh, furthermore, it is simply taking what Christian pop music is to the next degree. Yep. So Christian pop music always kind of sounds a little derivative to me, Mm -hmm. where let's say you listen to Lauren Daigle and you're like, oh, is this Adele or is this a, it sounds like Adele, but Christian. Well, this is, it's not just, it sounds like Survivor, it's, it's, this is a Survivor song, uh, but made into a Christian song. So. And they fully acknowledge that. Not to jump the gun a bit here, but yeah. And they even, I noticed on the YouTube video, they give music credit to Survivor. So if you look at the, you know, because in order to play something that's this this similar to Survivor's song, you would have to add this or you would probably get a strike for yeah. copyright violation. And so they they, ident- they they make it very clear. It is Eye of the Tiger and then in parentheses, Christian version.
2: Yep. You know, it's kind of funny because when I was in high school, I don't know how old Nick is. But I was in high school in the late 90s and then one year of the, the new millennium. And our school mascot was a tiger. And so Eye of the Tiger was playing constantly. It was playing constantly in the weight room. So I was on the football team. And and so like this is a song, this, the original song was just a part of my youth. I mean, that song was played at every football game, every basketball game, everything it was constantly played. And... And it's just funny because this this guy Nick is a is a weightlifter. I think he's I think he played football um, and so you know he's just taken a song that uh, probably was important to him and and he and his wife have added these these changed lyrics. I don't know. it just seems kind of natural that that it would happen. Yeah so let's get into the lyrics.
3: Rising up back on my feet Go knocked down those above it. Went the distance, I don't take no defeat. I will thrive, I will not, just survive.
2: Rising up, back on my feet, got knocked down, rose above it, went the distance, I don't take no defeat, I will thrive. I will not just survive.
0: So looking at this, I think if you didn't know that he was in a wheelchair for two years, those opening lines would be very confusing. Yeah. Um, I guess you could interpret it as maybe metaphorical, as in we all fall down and we have to get back up. But it seems like um, just knowing his testimony from his own uh, videos and from the fact that this was a part of a larger event that they held at this church, I wonder if this is really a shout out to his own testimony that he is literally back on his feet after not being able to walk. Um, But beyond that, so uh, he, he says, you know, several times in describing what he and his wife do as uh, incorporating Christianity into fitness, um, motivational speaking. um, It's not clear where the Christianity is in this opening verse. Uh, We just have getting knocked down, rising above it. Well, that's actually not even uniquely Christian. There are a lot of people I think even someone like Jordan Peterson would uh, say something like this, and it would be about kind of rising above challenges and not backing down from trials, but it wouldn't be necessarily Christian.
2: Yeah. So after these lyrics, Nick then pops in with some rap, and the rap then kind of explains what, what he means. So he says, listen
1: listen before i was a christian something was missing felt a little distant dark resistant made a decision got a new vision wrote my goals yeah wrote my mission bc i was aimlessly walking then one day i heard the voice of god talking rise up child to the enemy mocking prayer is your weapon pray without stopping
2: before i was a christian something was missing felt a little distant dark resistant made a decision got a new vision wrote my goals wrote my mission bc i was so bc before christ i was That's aim very clever yeah i was aimlessly walking then one day i heard the voice of god talking rise up child to the enemy mocking prayer is your weapon pray without stopping
0: okay so when he says before i was a christian and then later on bc uh it's clear that he is describing his life before conversion and now how it is different after conversion. So uh, he felt distant, he felt dark, he felt resistant, not clear what he was resistant to, um, presumably to God. And uh, he got a new vision. He made a decision. Not. I mean, if I were to literally present those in the order in which they're given, he made the decision and then got a vision. Um, if they were um, maybe...
2: It's probably all th- describing the same thing, right? Presumably. Maybe,
0: yeah. If I, yeah, if you don't treat them as chronologically ordered, I wouldn't take any issue with that. Um, Yeah. He got a new vision, uh, presumably from God, especially we we find out in the later verse, um, in the one that you read. He hears the voice of God talking. Yeah. Rise up, child. So, uh, And this apparently moved him to write his goals down, his mission down, to make a decision to stop walking aimlessly, but to have a purpose and to pray without ceasing, uh, echoing. Uh, the Apostle Paul.
2: Yeah, it's you know one thing. It's it's worth watching the video because while he's wrapping this in the video, his wife is kind of um, like doing little like so she's like making gestures like she's writing something down. She's making a talking gesture when uh, when he talks about God talking. It, it, it's at this point when you're watching the video, you're thinking like, oh, this 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 really is serious. Like like this is. uh so when I was a kid in the late '80s and early '90s, this there were lots of people doing types of ministry that that these two people are doing. It was all over the place, and and then it, it kind of went away. Like it, 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 Christianity became too cool to to do this stuff, and we got the kind of modern Christian soft rock music that was very serious, very emotional, very um, you know very authentic, we might say. And, th- and this kind of thing that this couple does was viewed as as inauthentic. And when you're watching this video, it's about the point when this guy starts rapping that you realize like they are not, I don't think they're joking. Like this this no th- this is hundred percent serious. And and so so I think you have to you have to take these lyrics as really representing something that this guy went through that that this this guy has really written down not to just be a generic thing, but but he's 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 using this genre which has largely gone away in Christianity and he and he's revived it. They've revived it and he's and he's explaining what life was like before he was a Christian and how God helped him to um to to make changes.
0: Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And I just want to piggyback on on what you have said there there was a point i don't know if it was in the 90s or the 2000s where um this kind of thing would have been looked on as insincere yeah and it's clear like it's almost like this guy's in a time capsule and has come from it the is. 80s or something because it he's completely sincere he he has to be aware that he's going to get mockery and he apparently doesn't care that he's going to get mockery um and he is just pushing through for the sake of this uh, ministry that he does um and for the sake of the message that he's bearing, yep. I wa- I think it's probably related to like the Jesus culture movement. And I think there was a time when um, this, yeah, this, this would have been looked on as uh, being fake and then being real or being sincere. You demonstrate sincerity by restraint yeah. in the past 20 years, yes. as opposed to by being a uh, exuberant. Yeah. And this is like, it, this is the opposite of that. You demonstrate yeah. sincerity by, being sincere, being exuberant, coming, sharing your message. And uh, it really clashes against the cultural norm of demonstrating sincerity by, you know, maybe dressing down. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's like the tech CEO guys, dressing down, not sharing too much of your testimony, not being too smiley, not being too happy because people might interpret that as insincere. Yeah.
2: exactly. This is the opposite of that. All right, so then we get to the chorus. Without stopping. it's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight rising up to the challenge of our rival with the heart of a lion and the armor of God. You will conquer it all with the eye of the tiger. So part of these lyrics are exactly what is said in the original song. And then the last bit is different.
0: Yeah. The original song is about boxing, right? Or is that just the context in which I think of it? Yeah. I think it came out of Rocky. Yeah. So my mind goes to uh, boxing. Um, But yeah, we have, lyrics that are original to the song and then lyrics that are added in the cover. So um, because they're included in this version, I I do have to comment on them. It's not clear to me what the eye of the tiger is in this song, Um, but it is, it's clear that there's some kind of fight, some kind of conflict going on with the enemy, uh, which I presume here to be Satan. Uh, He's also called the rival in this verse and he poses a challenge. He's a challenger. Um, And yet we have the armor of God, And so that's from Ephesians and we have the heart of a lion. Uh, I wonder, I wonder what that is referring to. Maybe we've been given a new heart and we have the Holy spirit indwelling us. So we, um, can face off with challenges maybe and, and conquer. I mean, Romans tells us we will, uh, uh, we are more than conquerors. So that seems okay.
2: The only thing that I know of in scripture is second Samuel chapter 17. Um, even the bravest soldier whose heart is like the heart of a lion will melt with fear for all Israel knows that your father is a fighter and those with him are brave. This is Hushai replying to Absalom, Hushai the Archite. So the idea of a heart of a lion is in scripture, I guess. But I don't know what it means to say you will conquer it all with the eye of the tiger. Is is the eye of the tiger like, is that the, like the eye to kill something, like the... the, the the, the kind of a f- the focus of a tiger to to go after prey or something is that what that is
0: something like that i think just to interpret it as literally as possible it's the eye of the tiger it's the thrill of the fight the the eye of the tiger must be that pleasure or joy or eagerness that a predator um, experiences in fighting that would okay. just be my guess and so uh we have the heart of a lion we have the armor of god and then with whatever this joy in fighting is we will conquer it all um, again, I'm just going to be completely honest. Um, I'm not convinced that this is entirely a, a Christian message. Um, yeah, but he is drawing on scripture.
2: Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and say that now too. I'd rather save it to the end. I agree with you. I I think a lot of this is more. I don't know if self-help is too strong a word, but a lot of this is sort of um, inspiration. You know, just inspirational thinking. We might say. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so let's keep going and see if that, see if Tyler and I really are, are right about that, or maybe we're wrong, but we get...
3: Face to face with Satan himself, don't budge an inch, he'll take miles. He'll find your weakness, he will hit where it hurts. Stand your ground, make him run for the hills.
2: Face to face with Satan himself, don't budge an inch, he'll take miles. He'll find your weakness. He will hit where it hurts. Stand your ground. Make him run for the hill. So now there's like a, there's an enemy. There is a fight. Like the the, the enemy is Satan. And there's a reason why you have to have the eye of the tiger. Right, Tyler?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like this better than some of the earlier stuff. Um If you budge an inch, Satan will move you much more than the inch you initially think you're budging. I think everyone That's who's true. been tempted and and given into temptation knows that that also he hits where it hurts. He hits in the weak spots in your armor. Um, Not the armor of God, of course, but uh, metaphorically speaking, he, he finds your weaknesses and that if you stand your ground, you make him run for the hills. Colin, I've been reading Pilgrim's progress. And in part two of Pilgrim's progress, um, the company is passing through the Valley of the shadow of death, and they actually make devils flee by um, Mm -hmm. showing resistance to them or showing that they're yeah. willing to fight. And this is actually a biblical idea. So James four, seven resist the devil and he will flee from you. Boom. Uh, that is what I think that last line is talking mm-hmm.
2: about. Okay.
0: I don't know what exactly what it means to be face to face with Satan himself. I'm assuming that just means to be tempted.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a, or maybe just a way of saying that, uh, that you, you're you in a battle with him, that you're, it, it, you know, goes back to the, the boxing metaphor, maybe that we're, We're in a battle. We're face-to-face in a battle, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the face-to-face comes from the original song too. So. Yeah. Um.
2: All right. So then we have another verse because the other... Oh, no, no, no. The, The chorus, they changed the chorus a little bit. There's a chorus which says, it's the eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the fight, rising up to the challenge of our rival. If you cast all your cares on him and pray through the night you will conquer it all with the eye of the tiger. So the different line here is if you cast all your cares on him and pray through the night.
0: Yeah. Um, we are commanded to cast all our cares on him and we are commanded to pray without ceasing. Yep. And if we're in night or trouble, a night is I think figurative here if we're in times of uh, where we're maybe tempted to despair or or hopelessness, uh, we should pray through that. Um, and ultimately we do know that um, to him who overcomes... A victor's crown uh, shall be given so uh, we will um wear the crown of the victor uh, in christ because of his really it's actually christ's triumphant warrior nature that that saves us and not any of our own uh, striving but uh we will one day conquer and um i think this is fine
3: rising up straight to the top fight for christ give him glory Go the distance, don't retreat, never stop, for the Lord always wins in the end.
2: Rising up, straight to the top, fight for Christ, give him glory. Go the distance, don't retreat, never stop, for the Lord always wins in the end.
0: <laughs> this is, I, again, uh, the rising up comes from the original song, um, straight to the top, um... I don't quite know what that is, but the rest of this is great. Fight for Christ, give Him glory, go the distance, don't retreat, never stop. A bunch of imperatives. Uh, because the Lord always wins in the end. Um, that's all. That's all good and well. Do you have any idea what rising up straight to the top is?
2: Ah, uh, uh-uh. okay. No. There's. It's in the. It's in the original song, I think.
0: Well, rising up is. This? Well, it was, oh, it's yeah, yeah, rising here, up. Yeah, absolutely right.
2: Back that's on so the right. beat or something.
0: Verse three of "Eye of the Tiger," the original is "Rising Up Straight to the Top." So, straight to the top. Go. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's from that. Not quite sure how that fits in, but yeah. Yeah, why it
2: survived. What? Why it survived the, the rewrite. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. But the rest of that seems good, and the Lord does always win in the end. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's true.
2: The, the lyrics, okay. I mean, again, we we are taking this seriously because it is a serious song. Now, the the there's not a lot of... The problem is... There's not a lot of substance in the song. This this verse also doesn't have that much substance. It's not that it's untrue, so it's a true statement that the Lord always wins in the end. Um it's a true, it's a good command to say give God glory. It's it's good to say fight for Christ, but we just there's no sense as to what any of this means or why, you know, or, or you know, what what specific form it takes. So it's motivationally good. It's tough to say. With, it's tough to say more about it. There's just not much more here, right, Tyler?
0: Yeah, it's there it's a little thin, um yeah. despite being all accurate. So it's not it's not easy to critique.
2: Yeah. Okay. And then there's a rap at the end which is keep
1: your eyes on God and your heart and the word. Be a leader in Christ, I'll follow with the herd. The eye of the tiger Always walk by faith, never walk by sight. With the armor of God, you'll never lose the fight.
2: Keep your eyes on God and your heart in the word. Be a leader in Christ. Don't follow with the herd. Always walk by faith, never walk by sight. With the armor of God, you'll never lose the fight. In in context, in the in the event, which this was a part of, uh, the the male half of this duo, he gave a a talk on the armor of god. So then this song seems to have a few references to that, you know, Ephesians chapter 6. So I think that's what is going on here a little bit.
0: Yeah, definitely. So these commands are are good, keeping your eyes on God, keeping your focus on him, looking to him. Uh, I mean, you could even think of Hebrews, right? Looking to Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. Um keeping your heart in the word is also good. Um that reminds you of Psalm one, uh, that we are to meditate on God's law uh, by day and night. Um, I'm not quite sure what being a leader in Christ means. Don't follow with the herd. Um, okay, so we are we are not to follow the herd, right? We know that narrow is the way that leads to life, and broad is the the way that leads to destruction. Um, but uh, I think I would prefer the emphasis to be on being a follower of christ rather than a leader in christ because um i i don't think that uh, christians need always desire leadership in fact um i think we may place it in our current moment perhaps too much emphasis on on leading others um i would rather focus and i think the idea of an ideal leader is really one who follows christ and encourages others to follow christ but I don't think it's necessarily a problem to say, be a leader. Um, the question is just, where are you, where are you leading people to? Yeah. Do you have thoughts on that line, Colin, be a leader in Christ?
2: Uh, I'm trying to think of where Christians are leaders in a sense, and that we are in being led by Christ. We also share the gospel. We, we lead people to Christ through God acting in us through his Holy Spirit, through discipling those sorts of things. So there there is a sense in which leadership through service is kind of intrinsically baked into what it means to be a Christian. So I think if we if we thought of it that way, there's something here. I, I don't know what what is meant by it in this song. I mean, leader and leadership, these are these are huge ideas. And some of some ideas about being leaders, some 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 ideas about what it means to be a leader would be actually Um, very much against Christian ideas about servant leadership kind of thing. So that's just not really spelled out here. I mean, if you took the context of the song, being a leader maybe is fighting Satan and reading and God's word and praying, I suppose, which I I suppose that works. It makes sense. The herd would presumably be those who are... I don't think I don't think the the idea here is that there are Christians and then there are leader Christians and then there's the herd which is Christians that aren't leading. I think I think maybe the idea here is that those who follow Christ Christ are leaders and the herd, the people that are just wandering are not even Christians maybe. It's yeah. tough to tell. It's tough to tell.
0: But that would that would that would sync well with what he said earlier that before Christ he was wandering aimlessly. Um, and so in Christ, he can be a leader. Yeah. Okay. So we, as Christians are called to walk by faith and not by sight. Um, I don't think that means closing our eyes and spending the rest of our uh, lives deliberately physically blind. Um, but I think that means, um, we doubt even our own senses. Um, we doubt ourselves if they would uh, lead us into error and, uh, we trust in God and in his promises. I think there are this is a this is a very very common theme in in um, in music in Christian hymnody as well. You can think of something like um, oh well I, I don't I can't say hymnody but I can say Rich Mullins has a song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I would not call that hymnody, but I would say Rich Mullins has a song which says though I doubt um, my sight, I doubt my eyes, um, my deliverer is coming. He knows that this promise is true. Um, yeah, with the armor of God, you'll never lose a fight. He made it clear earlier on that um, uh, the Lord always wins in the end. And so when I when I hear you'll never lose the fight, um, I think, to me, that sounds like you'll have an undefeated record. Uh, and perhaps this is qualified by with the armor of God, to the effect that if you looked at our records, all of the times in which we relied on uh, the shield of faith, uh, the word of God, uh, we were not um, defeated. But I think This could come across as, um, we will, we will never face defeat. Um, and I think that that could be an issue, but I'm willing to say this is as long as you follow the Lord, you'll never lose the fight. But again, that might lead people to think that they are, they're never going to suffer or something like that. And I think, um, it's pretty clear from the lives of the (laughs) early Christians that, um, According to the world, by what the world was looking at, it did look like they lost. Um, But in an eternal sense, they they won the the crown of martyrs in the honor of martyrdom. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that line.
2: Well, I mean, what Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 says is, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground— and after you have done everything to stand, now that doesn't say you won't lose the fight, but it it does say that um, you can be confident in the armor of God, such that you will be able to withstand battle with the evil one. So, okay, um, I'm not I'm not saying that vindicates what is said here, because I think what you're saying is still true, and there's there's such a strong vein in. Christianity, but kind of broad, broad Christianity, broad, popular Christianity, there's a broad uh, thread of prosperity, right? That as long as you believe, as long as you read the Bible, as long as you pray, as long as you do various things or think various things, you're going to be fine. In fact, you might even be more than fine. You'll be wealthy, you'll be healthy, that sort of thing. And so you have to be careful when you say something like with the armor of god you'll never lose the fight. So I think I think I don't think you're wrong to be a little bit wary of of this kind of language. It would help if this song had more to it which would help explain what it means to stand in Christ, what what the armor of god is and does, uh what the gospel is. Now, that was some of that, a little bit of it, not very much. I didn't and I didn't watch all of it, but some of that was no doubt discussed in the talk that that happened this evening but even then you know we we're we're ultimately thinking about this particular song and and as a song it, it, it's this is an example tyler that you've brought up which is i just think the weakness of not fleshing out what certain ideas in a song mean without sort of without sort of providing that in the song it, there there could be erroneous readings like a a good worship song a good christian song even if it's a song that's just performed in front of a church which is what this song was it, it it has to it has to be clear
0: yeah and i think perhaps this gets to one of the my meta critiques of this song and that is that the it's not clear to me what the telos is of this striving of all this effort there is one line in this song fight for Christ, give him glory, that really directs all of our efforts to a purpose. And so it's not just overcoming for the sake of overcoming. Um, It's not just being a conqueror for the sake of conquering. Um, It's actually glorifying God, glorifying Christ. Um, And this is where I think it's kind of, we might be getting into a bigger issue, which is um, perhaps it's okay if uh, physical fitness and the Christian Walk are held separate. Uh, the they're actually a different kind of training. There are analogs that you could draw, analogies that you could form from training the body, overcoming uh, certain limits that you have, uh, facing resistance and pushing yeah. through. But um, I think that could also lead you into uh, some trouble because physical fitness is um, it is completely uh, focused on self betterment and self improvement. And um, there are some things that are uh, you could extrapolate away from it, such as if I am healthier, I will live longer, and I will be able to provide for you know uh, myself and my loved ones for longer. That's legitimate, but a lot of it is um, overcome this, and you'll become stronger so that you can overcome even more challenges, which are harder in the future. Um, yeah. And I think that's where we have to be careful not to we ha- we can inform our fitness from Christianity, but we must not. Um, inform our Christianity too much from fitness. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. And it's that's broadly applicable to a lot of things.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I'm not just picking
2: on fitness. It's no, just that's what this guy does. But that's does. what this... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's apropos. Uh, well, do you have any other kind of concluding thoughts, Tyler?
0: Yeah. Um. If I look at this, the lines in the song, I rose above it. I will thrive. You will conquer it all. Um, be a leader. Don't follow the herd. Uh. I think a lot of this is... This is a lot of um, it's motivational, um, yeah. But it's a lot of it is not uniquely Christian, um, and so I think uh, maybe a direction that I would go if I wanted to make this song better is directed in a more overtly Christian direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it stands, I don't. I don't actually see. I don't see too much that gives me a lot of concern, other than the fact that he's just borrowed a bunch of lyrics from Survivor uh-huh. um, that don't quite fit in the new song.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh, I would echo a lot of that, and I've already kind of said that. So, yeah, it's a motivational song with some Christian references. Like, there's no question somebody, if someone just listened to the song, they would realize that the people singing it are Christians. I mean, Christ is mentioned. It it is is Christian nominally, at the very least. You cannot say it's any, any worse than that. In terms of substance, there's not a lot there and i get that this song is part of a larger program that these two put on which maybe fills in a bit more of the gaps but um it certainly is not not that it would be a song that would be sung in a in a sunday service or anything like that but it 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 is not a song that i think uh adds a lot of value to the to what it already exists like if you wanted a song that was about fighting the wiles of the enemy or resisting temptation or that sort of thing there there are just there are much better songs out there
0: yeah and i think there's a lot that's there's a lot about being a christian that you won't find in this song and i mean for example um who christ is exactly and why yeah. it is that um we should glorify him why yeah. we should fight for him um yeah. what actually what fighting what fighting he did for us and i'm not talking about gladiatorial combat i'm talking about or even physical fitness but actually um suffering our deserved death uh, in our place to redeem us to a holy god now that's that's missing here and that's really really important mm-hmm. so it's good to be a warrior for Christ, but it's also good to have a very clear idea of who Christ is and what you are uh, waging war for. So.
2: Yep. All right. Well, Tyler it feels kind of strange to rate this song, but do you, yeah. do you have a rating?
0: Yeah. Um, this is tough. I don't think this belongs in a church on a Sunday. It seems like this is a part of a ministry, f- uh, thing that, um, this couple does. Uh, and I think y- Ohio might do this more often than other US states one time I went to Ohio and I saw a big Christmas pageant thing and it was two hours long and it was like an entire theatrical production uh-huh. so I I could see it fitting in as a part of that but I wouldn't I would not at all suggest that it be uh, taken up by anyone else as a part of their Sunday morning worship so I will give it a no and as far as content if I were to rate it on a scale of uh, one to five and be, be consistent, I would say. There's no overt heresy, but there's enough missing here that it's probably a two
2: rather than a three. Uh-huh. What about you? Uh, I'm going to give it, I mean, you just verbatim almost to what you said, and also give it two out of five missed high fives. And the oh. missed high fives...
0: No! I forgot to give my quantifier.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the missed oh, no. high fives are because uh, the, the dude at one point like runs through the crowd, and the crowd are all at least... I don't know, early boomers at the at the Oh, youngest. the median
0: age is, is like right when you start taking Social Security.
2: Yeah. I mean, so, so there's a crowd of people like this, and, and he's trying to give some of them high fives. And um, most of them are able to give him a high five, but there's a few which it, it's like a, it's a pretty awkward high five. So uh, there you go. Two out of five missed high fives.
0: Nice. Yeah, I was going to give it two out of five choreographers because – uh, I think you mentioned that she does a few different things, but he also does quite a few little dances. So yeah. uh, they choreographed it. Yep. Cool. So, I, you know, Colin, I'm actually really pleased. Uh, I didn't really want to come in and bash the song. Yeah. And I'm glad that you didn't either because it's it seems to be a really sincere, honest, frank ministry. He's also not presenting this as some kind of theological treatise or anything no. like that. He's just saying- I overcame a drug addiction and I overcame being wheelchair bound. Exactly. And I want to help other people. And here's, you know, it's a little, I, I'm sure he knows that it's a little bit goofy, uh, but he also knows that he's performing Yeah. and they're just going, I, I kind of like to see people sincerely pursuing their dreams uh, in as much as those dreams are, you know, worthy and noble. And it seems like these are worthy and noble dreams. They That's help it.
2: People. That's it. I mean, so I ran into this video last week and it was like, oh, I bet you can't even make it through this whole thing. It's so cringy. And, you know, I saw like the YouTube video has been seen, you know, tens of thousands of times and it's only got 131 likes. YouTube no longer shows dislikes, but I imagine they're much higher than 131. And I just think like there's stuff that Christians make which is insincere or which is um, kind of worth... I don't even know, a little mockery, you know, there's there's stuff that is done in the name of Christ, which needs to be rightly kind of gone after, um, because it is posing serious problems for the glory of God. I don't, I don't put this in that category. Um, I don't, I, it's true, it's, it's not in a style that I would do. <laughs> you know, I, I think there's a lot of aspects about the performance and the song that are lacking, and you know, maybe represent a particular kind of culture that I don't identify with much and that that sort of thing. But I just, I don't think it's, I don't think this is the sort of thing that you make fun of. I, I just, yep. I just, I just, I just don't think so.
0: I, I 100% agree.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. It, Liz- I think it's okay. kind of
0: snobbery for people to pick at this and then to walk, to see then, sorry to name names, but to see Joel Osteen and not pick at that. Yeah. So- if you can pick at this, then you better be willing to pick at Joel Osteen. Exactly. This issue, is... ta- Joel Osteen takes himself very seriously and his ministry very seriously, and yet it leads many people astray yeah. to thinking that by giving to Joel Osteen, they're going to receive blessing from God. That's an anti-Christian idea. This song is not full of anything like that. It's full exactly. of- it, Yeah, maybe a little bit of cheese, maybe a lot of cheese, but also Christian- uh, messages about fighting sin yeah. and rising above challenges. Right.
2: And no, it's not executed well. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons why it's not executed well. But I don't think this is the sort of thing that needs to be smacked down. Like I think this is the sort of thing where it's like, hey, you know, here's some here's some ways you could improve this. Here's some you know. But I I don't I I, I see no reason to assume a bad motive motives on the part of these people. I see no I saw nothing that suggests that.
0: Yeah. And I have to think that the world is watching and perhaps that's why these people have to pick at this so hard. They're worried that the world is watching, but I don't know if they realize that the world is also watching the tone and the, exactly. the way in which they're picking at their exactly. brothers and sisters. Exactly. And they could just say, oh, this is kind of goofy and I hope yep. these guys you know, do well and encourage yep. a lot of people to get healthy and yep. happy.
2: But, you know, who knows? There may be some people who were there that night that saw this, and it God used it to minister to them. I'm not going to yep. discount that, Yep. you know? So there you go. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of The Worship Review. Uh, catch us on Twitter. Send email to feedback at The Worship Review. And uh, yeah, tell your friends about the podcast as well. We thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: Bye. You've been listening to The Worship Review. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, or email us at feedback at theworshipreview.com. We accept donations at anchor.fm slash Review and patreon.com slash Review. Thanks for
2: listening, and we'll see you next week.